Hello, everybody. Welcome back to When in Rome. Uh, welcome all my legionnaires. This is what? Episode fucking six. Can you fucking believe it, Cameron? Episode six, right? That's I know it's a good number for you because you took six loads last night. We talked about it, right? So I was like, wow, the universe is matching, right? I'm doing episode six. You took six, right? Wow. Six at six. <laughs> Come on, the playa. Um, uh, as usual, thank you everyone for joining me. I missed you. I hope you missed me. Uh, this is, It is I, Roman, your amazing host, podcast genius, bottom extraordinaire, um, welcome back. Um, as usual, um, boy, my Instagram is when in Rome, W-H-E-N-N-R-O-M-E. So please hit me up if you have any comments, questions. Um, remember to listen, like, share, and laugh. So all right, everyone, let's get started. You guys know how I like to start my fucking um, show, and that's with a mood enhancer break. So everyone get your mood enhancer. Count of three. One, two, three. Do your mood enhancer. She ain't no diva. All right. Let's get it into it. Happenings since we last saw each other. It's Black History Month. You know what I mean? You can't see me, but I'm holding up the black power fist. I love Black History Month because only in America do we get the shortest, coldest month in the worst season, right? Like, who actually likes the month of February? But, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the ground, groundhog, right? Like, it's horrible. It's always cold. I don't think, I've been everywhere in the country. I don't think anywhere in the country is February a good month, which is probably why they gave it to us, right? Speaking of Black History Month and honoring us, if you want to see a master class on how not to honor black people for Black History Month, pick up a Gloss magazine, right? The uh, cover is, it just screams I have no black employees. Um, what else happened? Uh, oh, I have a couple of photo shoots coming up, which is actually really cool. If you haven't done a photo shoot, I encourage you to do one, even if you have to go to Sears and get those old school ghetto ones with the like the the what are the the uh, hearts in the background. You know what I mean, like the paisa the Mexican girls used to do. I grew up in Santa Barbara, girl. You know I know about paisas, um, chupa mi huevos. Uh, but yeah, photo shoots are amazing. I've got uh, Justin Barrett. My photographer extraordinaire, if you need to hit him up, he does all the pro, the, the good shots for the drag queens and me. And then Stan Richard is my makeup artist to the stars. We have created so much magic. I think we've worked together five or six times over the past five years, and I'm just really excited to be doing some photo shoots with them. So be on the lookout if you're following me. If you're not following me, you're an asshole. But if you're not an asshole and you're following me, be on the lookout for some amazing magical pictures. Um, and then oh, I just wanted to ask, is anyone else broke? Did anyone else spend a little bit too much money on the cruise, Cameron? Um, or just too much money for for, for New Year's? <laughs> you know he laughs when he laughs silently, like, got him, right? But I mean, like, everyone's been asking me, like, oh, my God, Roman, what are your next trips? You know the next trips I'm going? The bank, bitch, okay? Because I am going to be saving this year, planning for my future so I can invest in it, right? My podcasts and businesses, buy more drugs. I'm joking. I don't do that. But, yeah, I just... I just want to see if anyone else is broke like me because that is my, I like, woo, you know what I mean? I'm just down to getting the drugs I need for the week. Ooh. Um, <laughs> so no, if you're, if you're looking forward to a whole lot of vacation stories this year, that's not going to happen. What I will be telling you is how fiscally responsible I'm being while holding up the black, what? Power fist. And everyone, let's move on. I think that's a good enough discussion of what the fuck I've been up to. And let's get to some uh, party reviews, right? Uh, have you ever, guys have ever heard of it? There's this party called Lick It. Um, a good friend of mine throws it in Powerhouse. I think it's like the 
third or fourth Saturday of the month. I don't fucking know. Look up the Instagram on Powerhouse. Um, you know, you'll see it. Um, I love this party. It's like a neon party. Um, you know, meets like sex, meets, you know, the, you know, Powerhouse. I saw the DJ getting his ass eaten while DJing and then a trans girl eating the ass of a go-go. Like, where else can you see that? Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's got like, the DJ's great. Um, the music is very like, kind of like house, uh, New York house, which I love. So check out the party. It's really fun. I give it three of who's out of five. It would probably get more if they had better circulation at Powerhouse and if it didn't take 45 minutes to get a jacket. <laughs> is anyone else want to slit their wrist as much as, as much as I do in the fucking line for Powerhouse? Jesus. No, he's not in line because his ass would bless it. Um, let's go on to another fun party. There is a new party called Circuit Fridays at Bo. Um, the last one was Joe Pacheco. One of my favorite fucking DJs of all time. He's so amazing. He did, he fucking killed it. He did this fucking mix and he mixed in like that part of uh, the Harry Potter spoof where they're like, um, uh, what is it? How does it go? When I make my move. When I make my move. What's the... Oh, and her, uh, not me. Not you. Not Hermione. <laughs> you. <laughs> and he mixed that shit in. It was fucking hilarious um, and amazing. Like, I having Circuit anywhere in the cash was great. Like We haven't had Circuit since Cafe started laundering money. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, if we could get them to come back to throwing parties, maybe we could have some more Circuit, right? But I'm here for both doing it. I'm here. Like, it was, like, great. I know the next one is going to be March 1st, and that's Jarak, who... Drock makes me hard. He's a straight DJ, but he is so fucking good. He makes you know when a DJ is so good they make you hard on the dance floor. Ooh, Cameron, I know you do. Um, so yeah, I'm here for I'm here for Circuit of Bow. I'm here for them pushing the boundaries. I gave it four who's out of five just because of that. Um, like check it fucking out. You know you gonna see me there in a skirt shaking my ass and hopefully sucking some dick in the back. Let's see. Are there any parties that I'm looking uh, forward to? Yes, I've got my Roman's Revenge. I'm gonna keep talking about my own parties. Why? Because I'm the best. Um, Roman's Revenge on 223 with Jason. Godfrey at Bo, check it out. Every third Tuesday of the month, I have a party called the Kiki uh, with our resident DJ Geo. He's really good. Um, on, and our next one's going to be on 220. There is also a Poly Glamorous party that I'm looking forward to, their nine year anniversary. I know Poly Glamorous, when I talked shit about him in the last one, but I love Poly Glamorous and I'm hoping the music's going to be great. It's a nine year anniversary at 218, I think, at Public Works. So, like, I'm excited to go to that Poly Glam. You know what I mean? Camera's shaking, he's nodding his head. He's excited too. We're both going to wear jocks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was my party review for this session. If you have some parties that you want to bring up and you want me to highlight, send them to me and maybe I will go to them and or talk about them. <laughs> Let's take a break, guys. Welcome back, motherfuckers. Hope you had a good break. Let's get to world news. So, President Zelensky, he's the president of Ukraine, recently asked his top commanding general to step down or step down into like a smaller role, and the motherfucker said no. <laughs> like, can you imagine that meeting where he was like, hey, boo, I need you to pull back. I need you to step down. I'm actually ordering to you. And the guy is like oh, eating tea or drinking tea or whatever the fuck they drink in Ukraine. <laughs> the blood of the Russians. Um, and then they were drinking tea. And he was like, no, I'm not going to do that, baby. Sorry. <laughs> right? Like, that's kind of crazy. So the backstory is. The president asked the chief commander to step down um, because they've been not seeing eye to eye for a long time. Um, like the winter, um, like what the winter like uh, offensive didn't go as well as it was supposed to in Ukraine. They didn't, you know what I mean? It didn't hit, they didn't have as much momentum. And then also, I guess these this uh, commander and the president had been bickering in the past when the president when the commander went into the public and said that they were at a stalemate with Russia and the president of Ukraine didn't like that. So I mean, I can understand there's some serious beef between the president and his commander. What what is surprising is how open it is, right? Like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen this much open beef in between a, 
uh, you know, a military and its president since, you know what I mean, like Trump and the, our generals, right? Um, but I mean, I just feel like also like if you're a president and you command your, someone to do, uh, your soldier to do something that they don't do it, isn't that close to like, it's screaming coup at some point, right? Like this is not, this doesn't seem like it's bowling well for Ukraine, especially because the spat is so um, public. Um, I, but the reason I guess that Zelensky can't just outright get rid of the commander um, because he does actually have the power to, to dismiss him um, in, the, in the Ukrainian constitution is because the commander is so popular both with the military and apparently he has an 88% approval rating with the populace. So it's kind of like, I guess we're in a rock, in between a rock and a hard place with President Zelensky. Uh, but I wanted to just bring this up because I haven't talked about the Ukrainian war, I think, what, since the first one. And I know that President Zelensky doesn't want, at least publicly, for someone to say the word stalemate. But I feel like we're there, right? Like, I feel like Ukraine has not made as many, nearly as many inroads as um, they have in the past. And, and they're starting to run out of people, obviously, right? People are going to be dying in Ukraine in this war regardless. And they don't have nearly as much manpower or even volunteers. Um, and the, the big, one of the biggest strengths of Russia is that they have not unlimited people, but because Putin is really unwilling, is willing to go to any length to get, and he has so many people, and then he's willing to go to any length to put these people into the military. One of his biggest strengths is his people. So if he could just keep creating and and creating fodder and pushing people into the military and enslaving people and scripting, uh, conscripting people, quote unquote, um, and even if they die at the rate of, I don't know, five to one, it, he still has so many more people. It, it's Russia is such a big country compared to Ukraine, right? So, I don't know. I just brought this up because I thought that was really fucking weird. It'd be interesting to see what's going to happen now that they're at like a detente, right, between the commander and the president. And since he's publicly asked for him to step down and he hasn't. And I'm also interested to see like, I know that the Ukrainian, our Ukrainian brothers right now are probably not screaming for the word yeah, like, yay for a stalemate, but maybe in a year or so, the stalemate may be something that we're looking at and that that's what we start to negotiate for. But I mean, you know I'm here for Ukraine getting all their, all their land back, including Crimea. Okay, baby. <laughs> Let's head on to world news. Oops, you know I'm about to say American news, y'all. So, American news. This one's a fucking doozy. The state of Alabama executes a death row inmate using nitrogen gas for the first time. So on January 25th, the state of Arkansas executed Kenneth Smith using a entirely new method of nitrogen gas. Can you fucking believe it? Like, only fucking Republicans would come out their ass and their mouth at the same time, right? They come out their mouth, talk about abortion. Arkansas has literally one of the strictest abortion um, 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 laws on the books, right? And they care so much about life until they got to kill somebody. So this motherfucker, Kenneth uh, Smith, was his inmate, I don't know, he got convicted 30 years ago of some bullshit. He's been on death row for a while. They tried to kill him once using the, the normal injection method, and it didn't work. He was under for hours and apparently experienced torture because they'll actually it's been proven that that actually or they're actually scientists I don't know if it's been proven but scientists think now that even the quote unquote way that we kill people now is not humane right that we actually uh, people are actually experiencing like pain and all that kind of stuff we just can't ask them because they're dead but this motherfucker we tried to kill using the old method he lived and so then he appealed and said after that and said don't try to kill me that way try to kill me with nitrogen gas right then I guess they looked at his team looked at it and was like nah man that's you y'all don't know what you're doing right this nitrogen gas ain't gonna be it but supreme court state supreme court said mm, fuck you bitch we're gonna kill you that way so they executed him now let's talk about this nitrogen gas fucking execution first of all 
you can't even kill animals legally with nitrogen gas because the Veterinaries Association thinks, says that it fucking causes undue stress and pain on animals. So if it does on animals, why the fuck would we think it would do on humans? The UN has come out against the state of Arkansas, uh, Alabama, sorry, and said that this fucking method of killing people is, is considered state-sanctioned torture. Girl, this is essentially Guantanamo Bay in Alabama. We literally are killing people... <laughs> in ways that the rest of the world is considered state sent torture. That's not how Americans kill people. We kill people with guns in schools. You know what I mean? Like, that is what we do. We don't use nitrogen gas. And then the thing that really gets me is that, like, when so the people who watched the actual um, um, execution said the guy was on the gurney for 20 minutes writhing and trying to, like, and scratching and clinging and, and like, um, grabbing at the restraints. Does that sound like a humane way to kill somebody? If somebody is writhing and can't breathe and pulling at the restraints for 20 fucking minutes, that is not a humane way to die. And that is technically how we're supposed to kill people when we execute them through the state. So I cannot fucking believe leave that like girl if you want to kill people indiscriminately honey go to the west bank the israelis are doing it okay or the state of israel right like we don't need to be killing people indiscriminately in america but girl vote blue vote now vote uh, elections have consequences if you are in a red state if you're in alabama jesus i pray for you (laughs) let's take a fucking break Welcome back, everybody. Now, let's talk about some SF local news. (laughs) So, this one is kind of interesting. Three SF board of supervisors had threatening mailers and messages sent to them after a tech CEO posted and wished them a slow and painful death. (laughs) So, basically, CEO Gary Tan of company Y Combinator seems to not like the more progressive members of the SF Board of Supervisors. I mean, and if anyone who lives in SF knows that, like, the Board of Supervisors is, like, the punching bag of the fucking city, right? Like, people are always talking shit. Um, but this motherfucking CEO doesn't like uh, three of the more progressive members. And normally, he's very gives you very Elon Musk, right? He'll, like, block you if you don't agree with him or whatever. He'll, like, you know what I mean? That kind of bullshit. But he's decided to escalate his dislike of the three progressive members of the um, Board of Supervisors to, I guess, a tweet in which he told them he wished them to die a slow and painful death and then he followed that up i think a week later with um a post in which he said die slow motherfuckers right like first of all where if you are if you are wishing the uh, a person on the other end of the of your conversation death you are not ha- no longer having a conversation do you know what i mean like this is not a healthy relationship so if you are wishing death to the people on the other end of your argument say the board of supervisors for a city government this is not a healthy democracy right and if you have power and wealth and you are doing it this is even more of an unhealthy democracy right this is even a le- more like it's just it boggles my mind that we've become the, the calling for the death of publicly elected officials in public, when you are rich and have power, is normalized in this country. Like, if that is not a sign that we have gone way farther or gone off the deep end, I don't know what is. But when you start to normalize people calling for the death of somebody else, when we're talking about debates about politics and debates about local government or government, period, then we've, we've lost. We're not lost, but we are lost, right? Like, how to understand how you... How do you come back with a solid argument? Don't don't wish death on me, guy. Now let's talk about that road back there, right? Like it doesn't make any sense. And I'm also so tired. Uh, oh, so 
Real quick, as a result of these fucking tweets, the uh, supervisors, uh, the three supervisors have gotten death threats. They've gotten mailers that are saying, he's right. You guys should die slow. <laughs> so, I mean, there are consequences to when people do shit like that. When you post, when you're a public figure and you have power, regardless of whether it's for good or bad, the consequences, the reasons why you shouldn't do it. And this is why. Right. So and I just want to say, like, is anyone else tired of this whole tech? CEO authoritarian bent like I just don't care so you got picked on in high school and now you think you want to destroy the world hey Elon Musk I have bitch titties too but you don't see me trying to ruin the world okay I got a gym membership a coke habit and a therapist get them too baby Oh, I'm just so tired. Like, of course, if you give a white man or a man unfettered access to money and power, they're going to go bad. It's like a given in this world. Death, taxes, and white men go bad if you give them any inch or a mile. Do you know what I mean? Like, so just, I'm just, ugh. So now we have to live. It's basically just like every generation, there's another group of white men who start out humble. They get some power. They go crazy. And then they start becoming fucking the villains of a bond movement, right? It was before it was, before this, it was. Was Vanderbilt, right? It was the whatever. Before that, it was all the people of the fucking guys all who, who um, started and ran, you know, fucking the cigarette companies, right? Then the oil company guys, right? It's just every generation we have a bunch of rich white men or men. They're generally white, but they're always fucking men who, whether they start off from humble beginnings or not, but a lot of times they do, and then they get rich, they get powerful, they get into this echo chamber, and then they become that bitch who wrote Harry Potter and now she's a turf. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the whole narrative. Um, I'm tired. Tired of fucking, I'm tired of hearing about tech CEOs and their authoritarian pen. Like, I don't care. Like, oh God, I'm so annoyed. I'm so over them. And I'm so over SF politics. <laughs> Let's take a fucking break. And now we're at our final topic, which is pop culture news. And this time I chose Nikki, that bitch, versus Megan the Stallion. And you know, I guess, I guess you can tell I'm a little biased on how I'm gonna go. I don't give a fuck what you barn's gotta say. I cannot stand Nikki Minaj. She is so fucking annoying. I think she's always been a fucking bully. This has nothing to do with her fucking talent. I don't give a fuck if the bitch can spit. I'm tired of her fucking attitude. She's so she's such a bully. So let's just get let me oof, before I get annoyed. Let me just tell you what happened. So Megan came out with a song called Hiss, and there's a line in the song where she talks about Megan's Law, and Megan's Law, if you guys don't know, is a law that basically says that if you are a convicted sexual predator, then you have to register um, so that the government knows you are, blah, 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 also so that people's victims and people can look up and they can see where you are. So Nikki's boyfriend um, um, fucking, when he was 16, got a victim, um, tried to uh, rape a girl with a knife, and so he was a, he got five years, or five years, and so now he's a, um, on the registry, right? So everyone assumes, even though Megan has not said anything, but everyone assumes that this line is about Nikki. So Nikki, in typical Nikki fashion, went fucking crazy, right? She dropped a song. Um, what's that fucking song called? Where is this fuck? I wrote it fuck down. Oh, Bigfoot, which apparently <laughs> she didn't get on the Bigfoot with the song. Apparently the song is fucking just whack. So she came up with a diss track, which is whack. And not only is the song whack, but then the distance that she came up with, it's just like they so they so under the belt that it's just like, Nikki, what is wrong with you? Like, I mean, I'm not the only one who thinks so. Apparently Megan is gaining followers. Nikki is losing them. Megan is gaining 100,000 followers. Nikki's lost 100,000 followers so far. But basically, Nikki basically on this song talks about Megan's dead mom, talks about how mom, Megan needs to to bring her mom, her dead mom back from the grave and so she can stop lying on her or some bullshit. She talks about, you know, of course they bring up the fucking foot thing, how Megan got shot in the foot and Tori Linez, you know what I mean, and that whole bullshit. 
I just want to say, like, talking shit and beefing should be like spitting the dozens on the street. You don't bring up somebody's dead mom. I mean, as someone whose mom just passed, you know what I mean? They not and now because Dickie's mom, Dickie brought it up, some barbs or whatever have leaked the location of Megan's mom's grave, and so now they have to put security on it because people are threatening to deface it. You know what I mean? Like that's just so ugh. It just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Ugh. I mean, and it would. I mean, it might be different if like both of them were going as hard on each other, but you have. Megan having not even acknowledged that the line in 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 his was even about Nikki to allowing Nikki to just hang herself on her own, own rope. Like, how are you going to come out talking about somebody's dead mom multiple times? She's going to live talking about it. And then the other thing that really gets me about Nikki, she everyone keeps bringing up this um, that Megan getting her getting her shot in the foot. And we all know that the only reason that people are giving Megan shit about that is from this toxic masculinity shit that's in hip hop, right? The idea that a woman's always wrong, or that a black guy, a nigga's always right, um, or a gangster's always right or whatever and we all got to have his back and it's just like you would think that Nikki would separate her black womanhood and her black whap womanhood from the beef and go at Megan in other ways you know what I mean and not because it just feels like contributing to the toxic masculinity and the mindset surrounding how people treat Megan and the foot thing it doesn't help anybody. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like, Nikki, you're still going to get hit with toxic masculinity. You know you're getting hit with toxic masculinity. You're a girl in the game. So it just it just boggles my mind that she's not able to separate those things and have a beef with somebody without dragging all black rappers down in some sense, or at least commu- c- contributing to a community that will eventually drive black women or try to drive black women rappers down. I mean, it's just Nikki, she puts a bad pace in her mouth. Like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, she's the only motherfucking monster here. You know what I mean? The only thing I want to know is, Nikki, why are you talking so much shit when every man in your life is a sexual predator and you're a bully? And on that note, girls, let's end. <laughs> okay? I want, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. I love you. Remember to listen, rate, and share. Send me any feedback, questions, or comments. Personally, on Instagram, my IG is WhenInRome, W-H-E-N-N-R-O-M-E. Remember to hit up the parties that I talked about. Um, Listen to the party reviews that I gave you. Um, And until next time, babies, keep it sassy, San Francisco. How do I sound, everyone? Do I sound good? Can you hear me? Am I amazing? Hello, hello. Holy, holy, oxen free. Doe a deer, a female deer. Ray, a drop of golden sun. Me, a name I call myself. Far, a long, long way to run for drugs. So, are you a pulling threat? I don't remember the rest. Um, okay. What are we talking about? Black history. Uh...